Welcome back to the Reckoning Podcast. I'm Zach. I am Max. And uh, last time we finished off talking about NASCAR, we talked about how Donald Trump did a flyover of the Daytona 500 in Air Force One of all planes to do it, and he did it in Air Force One. And then took the first lap in the presidential limo. Yep, and then he was also the one to say start your engines at the Daytona 500. So the Daytona 500 is a very well-known, even if you don't watch NASCAR, it is... Like most people. Like most people. <laughs> it is it is a uh, very large population that watches or knows of NASCAR. Of middle-aged men. Of, middle, oh yeah, of middle-aged men or rednecks like us. Um, me, personally, I don't watch NASCAR because I find it kind of boring because all of the cars have the exact same specifications. You can't go past a certain horsepower on NASCAR. They're all pretty much the same weight because it's just a frame and a plastic body. And the only thing they do is take left turns. So it's really cool to watch because they're going 200 plus miles an hour, but all they're doing is taking left turns. Left turn. And then we got another left turn and left turn. So not hating on anybody for watching NASCAR, but me personally, I don't like it. In order, I think it would be really good. I think it would be a good race to watch if the cars were either all the same and they did stuff other than take left turns like Formula One racing or if they did the circle track, the oval track, but instead of every car being the exact same, they're allowed to make the cars be whatever they want them to be engine-wise. Yeah, test new... You know, make it more of a, like how the old days were, where, you know, like how drag racing is in non, like, NHRA style. You know, you can, you can do pretty much whatever you want to the car within reason. Yeah, exactly. And, like, because right now, NASCAR is 200 miles an hour, yes, but the most interesting thing that happens in NASCAR is when there's an accident and nobody dies. Well... I know well I know right now what is it Ryan Newman he was just moved to serious condition instead of uh, uh what is it uh, what's the other one critical condition Yeah he got moved out of critical condition after his pretty pretty big wreck I don't know if you've seen the video yet but it's No I have not It's bad he flips over and then slides on the roof for a very a very long time Really Yeah So I guess prayers out to him cuz I mean it gave us good t- content to talk about so but I, yeah, he took a pretty big wreck, but it's non-life-threatening injuries. Well, that's good. I'm glad he's okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, because right now, all it really is is who can turn left better than the guy next to you. I, I mean, it's a true race of who's a better driver, but. Yeah, that's for that's for sure. I'm not, I'm not knocking the racers or anything like that. Those guys are true athletes. If you ever watch, like, a camera that's inside the car, those guys sweat so much because it actually does take a lot of energy to drive those cars at 200 plus miles an hour. No AC, no power steering. It's all, it's all driving. Yep. And those cars get warm for hours. Oh upon yeah. Hours. But yeah, I think that's enough talking about NASCAR. Yeah. Don't want to so, wreck. So one thing I wanted to talk about was you know who Heavy D is, right? Of the Diesel Brothers. Well, on Facebook, um, announced the debut of what he is calling the Nicola Badger, Badger, not Badler. Um, the Nicola Badger, which is an electric pickup truck, 
that looks it's kind of like a, a Nissan or not a Nissan a Honda Ridgeline like kind of that body style um, I don't remember the exact range it had pretty good range on it um, it is also it's not just electric it is uh, let's see if I can remember what it is I don't remember what it is. Can I'm you looking look that up right okay. here. Nikola Corporation announced the product launch of the Nikola Badger electric pickup truck with an estimated range of 600 miles. The advanced electric pickup truck will feature a hydrogen fuel cell battery powertrain. That's what it was. This, that is according to GreenCarCongress.com. So when he released this, the, his post said the diesel trucks are being banned worldwide including in the united states they're starting to put more restrictions on diesel trucks california um max knows the law for this i don't remember but they're putting some kind of ban on diesel trucks older than a certain age uh so 2010 and newer which is going to have def dpf egr and uh uh, uh scr uh if your truck in california i believe it's 2021 if it does not have DEF pretty much, then you will not be legally allowed to register in the state of California, which, I mean, that's pretty ridiculous right there. A lot of them guys out there run them as work trucks, and they're going to have to sell off to buy a 10-year or newer truck. And I don't know if you guys have priced trucks recently, but they are not cheap. My, uh, my parents actually went and looked at trucks the other day. A brand-new 2500 Chevy in gas is 58000 and diesel is sixty eight. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty. I'm reading right now on this, uh, and that's that's for like an average everyday person truck. That's not a semi. Oh man, oh oh man, that's a... those guys in the semis. All the truckers they run their own rigs, and their rigs most of the time are older trucks, like 70s, 80s trucks. Yeah, 359. Yep. And so in California, what's going to happen is those guys aren't going to be able to use their own rigs anymore. They're going to have to either rent a rig, which they probably won't do. They'll probably try to sell their own rig and just get one that's qualified because in the past those guys have already had to uh redo their trucks to make them meet the requirements of california yeah the uh i i the last time i priced trucks i was looking at 2020 389 peterbilts and i mean you're talking it's starting is 50 150 150 60,000 dollars i mean they're ridiculous you can get a you can get a plastic truck for a little cheaper but i mean it is it is absurd amount of money they want for these trucks and expecting people owner operators to just you know shell out 150 grand that's that's a lot of money but i'm reading right now on this uh the nicola badger it's uh, engineered to deliver 980 pound feet of torque at 906 peak horsepower and 455 continuous horsepower which is very impressive yeah that's really good actually and you said it had a 600 mile range yes well i'm reading right here uh i don't know what these abbreviations are for but 600 miles on blended fcev so and it said something about hydrogen so is this going to have a hydrogen yeah it has a it has a hydrogen fuel cell so does it have its onboard compressor do you have to fill it with hydrogen uh you have to fill it with hydrogen okay um which is a problem right now because there's not almost any place you can actually get hydrogen. So it's probably going to be a mostly electric vehicle until that becomes a more accessible thing. Um, which is actually, there were a lot of people in the comment section that were saying, this is a great design, but you can't get hydrogen almost anywhere for these kind of trucks. Um, and there were a lot of people, like me personally, I wouldn't buy an electric truck. Unless it gets to the point where I can't buy anything but... An electric truck, I will not buy one. 
Well, the infrastructure is not there yet. No. I mean, they're they're trying, but it's not there yet. I'm reading more on this. It's, I mean, it seems pretty good. Eighteen thousand pound combined vehicle weight with with a fully loaded trailer. So that's GVWR combined, which is all right. I don't know. It doesn't tell you how much the truck weighs, which is a yeah. little that might be misleading. But down here it says towing capacity of eight thousand pounds for a. Uh, Electric, or I guess I guess would it be considered a hybrid because it's hydrogen electric? Yeah, probably. Uh, that's that's pretty good. But I'm let's see if I can find. I don't know if they've released a price yet, but uh, they have not. I was at least not of last week. I was checking it to see what it was supposed to be. Um, they're still working on it. They said they have the chassis done. They're working on the body and the interior now. Um, those are all concept designs. That who's, that's what he's wanting it to look like. Um, the reason he's creating this is he said he cannot live without a truck. So if they start outlawing diesel trucks and trucks in general, he wants to have something that he can drive that can do the work. And it's supposed to be, it's not supposed to be like a 2,500. It's supposed to be a mid-sized truck. Yeah, I'm reading right here. It's supposed to be outfitted with a 15 kilowatt power outlet, which is anybody wondering. That's 15,000 watts, which is pretty decent uh, <coughs> for tools. And then it's going to come with lights, compressor. And it's designed to be ran 12 hours without a generator. So I guess running off of the battery cells. So I'm sure that decreases your range. But that's not 15,000 kilowatts. Anybody who runs generators, that's that's pretty decent. I mean, that's enough to run most standard construction sites that are not, you know, not industrial construction, but, you know, residential construction. You really don't need much more than that. Yeah, so the thing about this truck is I would rather... If I were having to choose an electric truck, there, I think there's only two on the market right now that are really well-known is the Tesla, the Cybertruck, and oh, the, this truck. The, the house on wheels? Yeah, the house on wheels. Somebody, a house had a baby with aluminum scrap metal. That thing, I don't know about you, which I'm sure, I'm sure you have the same feelings I do, but that, I've never seen a vehicle, let alone a truck, that ugly before. It it is very ugly. I'm looking at this truck. It it's it's not too bad looking. No, it's not it's not bad at all. It it kind of has a look between the Ford Raptor and a Honda Ridgeline. Yeah, yeah. It's which a, the grill is pretty sleek looking. Almost like the grill is similar to the newer Chevys, but it's kind of more more flat. But I mean, it's not too bad looking. Also, that's another thing I want to jump into real quick. I saw the other day a Nissan Titan, brand new Nissan Titan. It was. It was on TV. It was an ad for the new Nissan Titan that's coming out. Um, I saw it without looking at the name on screen. I thought it was a Chevy because I don't know why, but all of the trucks nowadays are starting to look exactly the same. I think the only people that are retaining an independent styling is Dodge. Yeah, I think I think Dodge did a really good job with the Challenger. I think they have... They've maintained the authentic look with the Challenger very, mm -hmm. very well. I think the trucks still look pretty good. The newer grill ain't too bad, but they've definitely kept their, their body style going. Yeah, that's for sure. The, the Dodge Challenger, they, I am glad the design that they chose for that when they re-brought it out, when they reintroduced it, because the old Dodge Challengers looked almost exactly like the new ones, except obviously they're going to be different because it's a new age, but I wish they would have kept the Chargers the same. But with that being said, I love the look of the new Chargers. Yeah, I think I think they look pretty good. The Mustang though, they didn't they 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 didn't keep the same body style. Oh, same with Camaro. I think the Camaro is kind of a shame now. The new what is it? The C8 or C9? Where are we at in the Corvette? Uh, C8. 
Is it CA? Oh, you guys are probably going to destroy us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give okay. us some slack, Max. Look this up. Yeah, I'm freaking... I'm, I'm not a Corvette aficionado. Yeah. But I think... I mean, they're definitely... I mean, it's a very high-performance car, mid-engine and all that, but, man, it doesn't look like any of the old cars. Yeah. I wish they would have just came out with a, you know, why, 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 why change what, what's good? Why, exactly. why can't, why can't you just broke, add something? don't fix it. Yeah, add something new. You know, change the game. Put, make, out, make a new car. Make a new cool name. You guys have been running the same names for 70 years, 60 yeah, years. at least. Actually, yeah, probably just about because yeah. the uh, Corvette Stingrays came out in, like, the 1960s. I think. I want to say 50s. like 19, 1950s is yep, what it was. Yep, 50s is when. 50s is when the Corvette came out. Then they came out with the Corvette Stingray. That was just gorgeous. Um, okay. Year range for ugliest cars. For me, Mustang is like 1990s Mustang looked hideous to me. Fox body Mustang with a 5.0. The Fox bodies and then the 2000s Mustangs that were went from the Fox body to perfectly like rounded. Yeah, that that was a hell of a of change it right there. It was. It was a very plus large dude, change. Why would you even offer it with a V6? I know. You have a muscle car. I get somebody wants to have a muscle car for a cheaper price, but me personally, I would just keep saving until I could get the muscle car with more power. Yeah. And also, I mean, another thing is, I have a buddy. He bought a Camaro. It's cherry red. It's a beautiful Camaro. It's a V6. It's also an automatic. Why would you buy an automatic? Uh, muscle car but that's besides the point um, so he bought a cherry red Camaro he ended up getting a V6 because at the time he was 18 and the insurance was so high on a V8 that he couldn't afford it so he had to get a V6 so that I can understand a little bit but I think even then I would just wait until I got older because I think 25 is when the limit is for the insurance change yep. for cars like that but so on another note, um, let's talk about the old SUVs of the past that are coming out again. So Ford released what's called the Mustang, uh, what was it, Model E, I think, which stands for electric. This is an electric Mustang. Look it up. You will see a picture of it. It is hideous. It does, it does injustice oh, yeah. to the Mustang just, name. The 2021 Mustang Mach-E SUV. Mach-E, that's what it was. I'm looking at it right now. That is, uh, that, is, that, is, that is pretty awful looking. Yeah, it looks like an SUV. Now, you want to see another one that looked beautiful in the past. You have one of these. You have an old Chevy Blazer. Oh, yeah, they, they destroyed the Blazer. The new I, Blazer uh, is so bad looking. I, I, they destroyed the Blazer in the 80s. They made it look like a mom car it looks like a mid-sized mom car rather than a truck yeah they they yeah. the only people that are doing true to one of their old vehicles names is ford with the bronco yeah the ford bronco i think they did a pretty good job with that the ford bronco to me looks as close to authentic as the old one as i think we're going to get in this modern day and age and we got Jeep. So Jeep's definitely kept their body forever. Oh, yeah. Except, Jeep, Jeep's never really changed their look. Which is, I guess, Chrysler, too. So I guess they fall under Dodge. Yeah. So, well, Dodge falls under Chrysler, but yeah. you know what I mean. They all fall under Chrysler. Yeah. Dodge, Jeep, 
Ram now. Ram. Yep. That's, yeah, that's another thing that I don't know much about is Ram splitting off of yeah. Dodge. Why they decided to make only the trucks become their own thing called Ram rather than being a Dodge Ram. Yeah. That's always struck me as odd. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why they split. I don't know if they wanted to get rid of the Dodge name or what, but I guess <laughs> oxymoronic Dodge Ram. But, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Let's talk about people getting rid of cars real quick. Um, Ford released a while back that they were going to stop selling cars unless it was they are still selling trucks, they're still selling SUVs, and they're still selling uh, high-performance cars. Like, but they're stopping the sale of like, like just like the Ford Fusion. sedans. Yeah, the Ford Fusion is gone. The, uh, that was an ugly car anyway. Well, yeah. Um, what was the one car? Ken Block has one that's used for rally. Fiesta. No, it's not. Well, he has a Fiesta, I know, but um, what is it called? It has. It's the one with built-in drift mode. His Fiesta is the one for rallying. That's what it is. He has one for drifting. Oh, I don't know. Oh, what the, is he it has called? an old Mustang that he drifts, but that's the. I, I think that no, the, <laughs> you mean the Hoonicorn? Yeah, that. Well, he's no, got he's got a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, he does. Hold on, let me look it up. Um, okay. No, what is it? This is gonna bug me. Ken Block's car. No, Ken Block. He's got he's got some nice cars. Because they're they're actually cool cars because they're all wheel drive, but they come with a drift mode that sends most of the power to the rear wheel. Ford Focus RS. Ford Focus. They stopped selling the Ford Focus, and that includes the Ford Focus RS, even though it is considered a high performance car, which is weird to me because they're keeping things like the Mustang and the Ford GT. Yeah. I don't know, but I do like I do like Ken Box cars. If you guys ever get bored, go check him out. He has some very beautiful. He's got a beautiful garage. Oh yeah, actually, right now he's giving away with Omaze. He's giving away uh, his Raptor and uh, Polaris Razor. I think I saw something about that, and they're gonna yeah. fly him down or something. Mm-hmm. You can check out the, the their, his shop. Yeah, I don't know where he's based out of though. I don't either. I want to say it's California, to be honest. It's somewhere around there because he drives to Utah a lot with his like. Uh, razors and stuff like that. But oh man, Ford's coming out with a California edition car. Oh great, what is it? Uh oh, that's for your Mach E. You can get the California edition Mach E. What does that? What what changes it from a regular Mach E? Oh my God, it's still ugly. The target estimated range of the of the Mach E is two hundred thirty miles. What? The California edition is three hundred miles. Wait, why is the California edition higher? Uh, that's a great question. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. Because I feel like California, everything's restricted. It is an electric car, though. So yeah, California the, loves those. Yeah. Uh, the Mach-E MSRP is at $43,895. The California edition is 52400 They also have a premium at 50600 Uh The first one coming out will be the premium edition <clears throat> late this year. And then the... Just the select, as they call it, is coming out uh, early next year. Same with the California. Oh, they got more. Oh, they got the GT, too. That's got an estimated range of 250 miles, but they won 60500 for it. Oh, my God. It looks almost identical. I don't know what, what they're really changing. Comes with a couple, couple of small, nicer features, but I don't know. That's a little pricey, I believe, 60000 for compact car yeah that's that's very high for what they're trying to sell 
compact SUV, I should say. And it's not like it's a Tesla. Ford isn't known for making electric cars. Yeah. That's that's Tesla's thing. No, Tesla, Tesla has that dialed. Yeah, Tesla did. They can do it, too, to a pretty good price point. I know the Tesla truck, what is it, like 60000 or 50000 it's, it's not bad for what it is. I mean, I would never it, buy one, but honestly, that's a pretty reasonable, reasonable deal because yeah. they are pretty sophisticated vehicles. I would never buy a Cybertruck. I would buy one of the Tesla sport cars. Yeah. Just because they do zero to 60 in about 2.6 seconds. I, I think. think I think it'd be a fun car, but I don't know about every day because... Yeah, no. Plus, you need three phase to charge them, so you can't charge them at your house unless unless you get fancy. But lithium, lithium ion batteries, they can... T- well, it, it depends on what you read, but you it, it you can get into, uh, an inverter, but that's going to put square wave and... A lot of a lot of people say don't do that. You want to run a true three phase with a sinusoidal waveform to charge lithium ion batteries. So I mean, it's it's how you want to do it. You uh, you can make a rotary phase converter, but I mean, if you buy a Tesla, you're not going to be making a rotary phase converter. Yeah, that's that's the thing about Teslas is they're cool, but it's just it would be so hard to charge them because in in places like California and I've seen some in Colorado. They have charging stations set up for yeah. these. Even at some gas stations, there's charging stations. But that doesn't mean there's going to be one in every town you go to. So you couldn't take a Tesla like cross country through New Mexico. You just wouldn't find a place to charge it. Through Texas. Through yeah, through Texas, through oh. northern Texas and west Texas, where it is just flat and nothing for miles. Also, I don't think I think I've seen one electric tra- car charging station in Texas in my life. I mean, I don't, I can't think of any. You know, at the the Relis campus at A and M, I think they have a couple, but I mean, it's I I very rarely see them. Plus, too, I mean, that's such an inconvenience. You got to go find a charging station and let your char- car charge for hours. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you fill up gas, I mean, that's a couple minutes out of your day, and then you got. I mean, depending on your vehicle, like 300 to 1,000 mile range. Oh, I yeah. mean, where versus having to charge for hours and then you only get a couple hundred mile range. I mean, it's not, it's not efficient. I mean, technically, it's a energy wise, you're slightly more efficient because coal fired power plants are definitely more efficient than a regular engine. But, <laughs> but you also got to take into account the fact that electricity has to travel hundreds of thousands of miles over electric cable which does lose some of the power uh-huh. due to just heat loss and stuff like that resistance yeah resistance We're thank not, you that's what i was looking for we don't use gold wiring yeah that that would be expensive very fast yeah but uh yeah it's it's i guess i mean if you really break it down yes coal fire power plants are probably more efficient based on energy in energy out just because it's on a large scale but it's, 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 I mean, you're not really doing much. So let's think about this for a second. Um, Tesla, if I bought a Tesla, what I would probably end up doing is I would put a generator in the back of the car with the exhaust going out the back through like a sealed hole with silicone or something. And whenever I started running low, I would plug her in. Turn the generator on and keep driving. Well, two things. First off, charging your battery and using it at the same time is not very good on lithium-ion cells. And secondly, you run into the problem again. You need three-phase to charge it. And a three-phase generator, I mean, I think the smallest ones you can get, I think the, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, you, I don't think the Kubota one does it. The 
you need an industrial generator. The uh, or uh, I know one of Lincoln's welder has a three phase plug on it too. But I mean, that's they're large. I mean, you so, just can't yeah. toss it in the trunk. I yeah. mean, like way too big to fit in a car. And you can get a phase or a, a square wave converter, which is going to convert your single phase to three phase, but it's not good for charging. You want true three phase to charge to charge batteries. You want true a true sinusoidal wave to charge any battery. That's why you shouldn't use your uh, like your car inverter to charge batteries, which you can, but it does def- it definitely uh, kills the life of your battery because square wave is definitely not as good as sinusoidal wave for battery charging. Now, for running an electric motor or any of that, motors are dumb. They don't care. But charging batteries, especially with electronics, you can start to have problems. Yeah. Okay. So I just thought of something. I remember when the Jeep Gladiator first got announced. I remember there was an old video game I used to play with Jeeps that they had a Jeep pickup. And ever since I was a little kid, I always like wanted them to come back out with a Jeep pickup. And when they did, everybody, including me, was kind of disappointed because it really just looked like they took a Jeep Wrangler and extended the chassis in the bed and put a bed on it and then made the cab smaller. Um, so I wish, I love the new Jeep Gladiators. When they're lifted with 35s on them, I think they look amazing. Yeah, but and I, th- I think the Jeep Gladiator, I think they did a pretty good job with it. The only thing that I don't like about it is the guys who took the Wranglers and made their own Gladiator. Yeah. Now, I mean, it lo- they lose the cool factor of having it because mm-hmm. now it's a, 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 I mean, you can go buy one yeah. instead of make one. But I do think they did a pretty good job. I mean, we test drove one. It was, it was, it's a very nice riding Jeep, especially oh, yeah. for Jeep because Jeeps aren't known to be smooth riding. Oh, no, not at all. And that thing, it was butter. Oh, I just seen right here, uh, breaking news. Uh, we got 14 American passengers uh, evacuated from cruise ship test positive for coronavirus oh shit yeah the uh in japan huh. shocker man that's uh that's interesting i don't We're know too much to about china. the coronavirus but i've heard some 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 interesting stuff about what it. i've heard about the coronavirus is it pretty much has the exact same symptoms as the flu yep but it's more deadly uh, right now, I believe last I checked, it had a, a 25% kill rate, mm-hmm. but most of the kills were either very young or very old. If you have a, yeah. if you're a healthy, you know, average aged adult, you're probably good. Or even pr- over the age of probably 12, you're probably going to, you're probably going to fight it. But yeah, it if seems you're, if you're young, old or weak of health as it seems to be killing you, yeah, that's it seems to be, you. it seems to be only killing the, the people that are sus- more susceptible to illness. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. I heard one presentation about it, but I don't know. I don't know. It, I heard it. It's out of China, and they're mm-hmm. they think it, they're linking it back to a snake that was sold at some food market yeah. or something. I've heard I've heard a couple of different ways about how they think it started. Yeah, I heard the snake way. I heard one way was uh, that some people thought it was coming from uh, soup with bats in it. They were they were eating soup with bats in it. And some people think that could have come from that. Um, there, there were a couple of different ways. Those were the two main ones I heard, though. Yeah, that, that, I don't know. It's it's definitely something that you should probably follow. But I don't think it's too bad over here in the yeah. U.S. But I think if you're definitely China or traveling or something, I'd I definitely watch that. That was Japan, so. But on a cruise ship, I mean, that's just a big melting pot of bacteria, oh, and viruses. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's all contained too. Yeah. Oh, let's see. It's like around where we are, there was 
what was thought a confirmed case of the coronavirus, yeah. which turned out after the CDC came in that it was a false alarm. It was we, not the coronavirus. It was is, just the flu. Yeah, which is good. I know one of my buddies I go to school with, he uh, he he got he caught the flu, but they quarantined him and all this, expecting to be the coronavirus. Really? Yeah, and they made him, they, and they told him, and he was freaking out and all this, and he got his results back, and he just ended up having the flu. But I, they're, they're definitely taking it serious over here. So I mean, Oh, yeah. It's I mean, got to be something to watch out for. Every, so far in the uh, 1820s, there was a plague. In the 1920s, there was a plague. And we're in 2020 now, so we got 10 years to have a plague that wipes out 70% of the population on Earth. I hope not. I I hope not either. Medicine's a lot better nowadays, so hopefully if something does pop up like the coronavirus, we can squash it relatively quickly. Uh, Supposedly, they did uh, a couple weeks ago, I think, um, doctors in China did cure somebody of the coronavirus. Well, there's many strains of the coronavirus. I I heard on the radio the other day that the... One doctor has a cure for it, but it's not the actual one right now that's uh, that's wreaking havoc on all this stuff. It was another strain of it, but they're hoping they can make a new a new uh, vaccine to uh, cure this one, or at least protect you from it. Yep. Based that's, on that one. Yeah, that's what. It's crazy how a virus and a disease like that can have so many different variations that even if you cure one, another one pops up that you don't know about. Yeah, I'm looking at right here, coronavirus update. Map shows more than 71,000 confirmed cases in 26 countries. Holy cow. That was at 13 hours ago on NDTV News. We got schools in China are closed indefinitely because of the coronavirus. So, and classes are now going online. Wow. That's from the Washington Post 12 hours ago. That's crazy. And there's so many people in China just in small cities. Like in China, China's a huge place. Huge. But I mean, number one populated. Or is that India? It might be India. It's either India or China. They're both I up there in China. population density. I think it is China. But um, there's the thing is, it's so big, but rather than people being spread out everywhere... There's people mostly consolidated in the big cities. I think I said little cities earlier, but they're not little cities. Like Hong Kong, huge, huge city, but like a lot, like a majority, I think, of China's population lives there. Yeah. So a disease has a way better chance of spreading in a big city like that because there's just so many people that come into contact with each other every day that it's crazy. Armed men steal hundreds of toilet rolls in Hong Kong as coronavirus fear spreads. That's, you, hold on. I mean, that's like mass panic right there. Hold on. Mass panic, and your first thought is, I'm going to go rob this store for toilet paper. Armed men steal hundreds. That was from CBS News 11 hours ago. What are they going to do? Do they have to go to the bathroom that bad? I mean... When you gotta go, you gotta go. But that's a, <laughs> that does seem to be a weird priority. To, yeah, to I would. Prioritize. I would steal food or drink or not drinks, water or something, something not toilet paper. Ghost ship washes ashore in Ireland after more than a year at sea. Speaking of ghost ships, you want to talk a little bit about the Philadelphia experiment? <laughs> I mean, that's, we could we could go into depth about the Philadelphia experiment. That's a, I think that's a whole pod, podcast that, by itself, I right there. That is. I think we I think we'll save that for another time. Yeah, we probably so, should. Sorry for getting y'all's hopes up. Let's see. This is on this story. Uh, let's see here. 
about the uh, the ship washing ashore. Ghost ship washes ashore in Ireland. Abandoned by its crew, the cargo vessel made a lonely odyssey across the Atlantic. A ghost ship seemingly destined never to make port. Holy cow. 77 meter. That's a large boat. That is a very large boat. Uh, skirting off the Americas, Africa, and Europe. And then it was... Uh, it, uh, the voyage came to an end during the storm Dennis on Sunday when it ran aground near Ballycotton, a fishing village in Courtney Cock Island, overlooking the Celtic Sea. Huh. Huh. I wonder why they abandoned it. I don't know. That is weird, though. I mean, 77 meters, that's that's large. What is that, 20, 20, like 210? 77 meters, like, 100 meters is 300 feet. Yeah, so that's Just about, it's like 330. That's like 220 feet then. Yeah. So that's a, that's a, a big like ship to just lose sight of. So. Also, I got, I got another, I got a little conspiracy theory for you. The late, great Kobe Bryant, um, he tragically passed away in a helicopter crash. Well, I heard, and TMZ, okay, real quick, this is, well, it might not be real quick, but I'm going to go on a tangent for a second. TMZ released an article that Kobe Bryant died before his family even knew that he was dead. Really? So they figured out from a freaking article, and so people, rightly so, are calling for a TMZ to end. Because them doing something like that is just unnecessary. You do not need views that quickly. You need to let the family have time to grieve before you start trying to use a tragic accident like that to get views. I mean, I believe TMZ is probably one of, like probably the second worst news network under, or I guess it'd be over CNN. Oh, yeah. But, uh, uh, I mean, I feel like half of everything they put out ends up being like dis, like disproved. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, they're, it's like news networks are the first instead of who, it's who's first over who's right. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's something I want you to look up real quick because I heard this story, and it was from TMZ, so I don't believe it. But I heard a story that said that there was no sign that there was failure of the helicopter, and supposedly the black box from the helicopter was missing. And I don't know if that's true, but if that is, that opens up a whole new world of possibilities. Because there's no reason on on almost brand new helicopter that there should be a missing black box. Yeah, let's see here. We got TMZ, Kobe Bryant, uh, daughter dying helicopter crash. That was January 27th. What day did he die on? Let's I think see. he died on January 27th because the article came out the same day. Let's see. Uh, let, let me find out when he died first, just so. He passed away January 26th. January 26th. Okay. So this is a day after he passed away. Oh, boy. We got all... Oh, I hate going to TMZ. Yeah, I know. I, I avoid them like the plague. I just happened to see this article on Facebook. That's, yeah. the, that's the only reason I know it. Oh, God, they got like a time-by-time update. Oh, Jesus. God. Oh, God, this is such an awful news network. I can't believe people even come here. Uh, let's see, where's the ending of it? Okay, so this is from Business Insider, which Business Insider is a pretty well-known website for articles. Um, it says the helicopter that crashed while carrying Kobe Bryant and the eight others on Sunday did not, and this was this came out January 28th, 
So this was the Sunday after he died. Um, did not have a flight recorder known as a black box. Officials say National Transport Safety Board announced this on Monday afternoon. The recording device was not required for the aircraft. There it is. Oh, okay. Well, it was a personal aircraft, so yeah. that makes a little more sense. <clears throat> but on TMZ here, I mean, I'd take this how you want to, but it says eyewitnesses also tell us that they heard helicopter engine, engine sputtering before it went down. As you can see, flames and smoke covered much of the scene in the wreck. The official cause of the crash is currently under investigation, which uh, I heard on the radio the investigations can take anywhere from a day to years. So, yeah. I mean. Especially when they're investigating somebody who's so well-known as Kobe Bryant was because they're not, they're not going to want to search for a day and then be like, oh, we're giving up on the case. We think there was no foul play because people will freak out. Well, yeah, they, I mean, they, they don't want to they, – they're, they're not going to release a half-ass answer. They're going to get so much backlash. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean I, I mean, I don't think there's any foul play, but I don't know. I mean, that's what I that, – yeah. I don't have anything to support that. But Yeah, same. I mean, I don't – I think it would be odd if there was foul play because I don't know anybody that would just want to try to take out eight people, nine people, including Kobe Bryant. Um, but I don't think there is any foul play because I think it was just a freak accident. It was just something tragic that happened. Cause he was a good guy all around. I yeah. mean, I don't think he had very many enemies. I mean, he was uh, always any, in the public spotlight, always doing good for the community. Yeah, exactly. Great basketball player. I mean, he was, he was, I don't know how many times I've yelled Kobe before I missed my <laughs> trash can basketball shot. <laughs> Oh, there's a news story right here. K H O U. I don't know. I don't know that. That's the uh, Houston news. Ah, uh, that makes sense. They, they three hours ago they released it on what what happened. Oh, what, really? Or what caused the crash? I mean, I I don't know what they know that we don't. But let's see. Ah, uh, blah blah blah. I want to know how it crashed. Uh, the helicopter was recorded falling at a rate of two thousand feet per minute. So wow. That's that's a very substantial rate of fall. The early indicator indications of the pilot missed clearing the mountains by about 20 to 30 feet. Oh, this is what you were talking about earlier, right? Ryan Newman hospitalized in serious condition for, from the Daytona 500. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah, if you get time, watch that video. That video is pretty intense. I mean to him but it did give good content i mean hell i mean i'll be rude but that is probably the best part about nascar is watching the crashes oh yeah and it's a good thing that he's alive otherwise we wouldn't probably be saying something no like that, and he has non-life-threatening conditions yeah, he, he's, he and he's been removed from critical conditions he so has he's been stabilized no freak accidents he should be fine but prayers to him because that was a bad wreck this ghost ship thing is kind of interesting what is it this ghost ship thing Oh, yeah. Built in 1976. Changed owners in 2017. And in 2018, it became disabled about 1,380 miles southeast of Bermuda. Ooh. Oh, that's not even close to the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Unable to make repairs, a 10-strong crew rescued by the U.S. Coast Guard, which brought the crew members to Puerto Rico. And they just left the ship out there. Nobody came to get it. Huh. And it just slowly drifted all the way back to apparently Ireland. That is very weird yeah. that they just left the ship. That's Didn't drop anchor or anything. Yeah, I, don't, that, I really doubt. That's a weird... I feel like, to me, and I don't know that much about 
ships and import and export of cargo ships and tankers and stuff like that. But that seems to me that they would just leave a multi-million dollar ship sitting in the middle of the ocean, unanchored, just floating. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know my boats very well, but it, it's got, it's not a container ship. It's, it's, it's got, I mean, maybe fishing, but it'd be a very large fishing boat. It looks, it looks like cargo. Oh yeah, here cargo vessel. I don't know what it holds, but whatever it is is gonna be under the deck because it's got a closed deck. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it it don't matter too much. But that's just an interesting story. Yeah, it is. All right, it's probably time to wrap up this. We're probably getting pretty long. Yeah, I'm getting kind of tired getting late at night. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening to our podcast. This is The Reckoning. All right, I'm Zach. I'm Max. And we're out.